first podcast back. It's been three years, but the podcast is back. And um, today I want to talk to somebody who I've been working with very closely, building a business, doing amazing things since the last time I published this podcast. And that is my business partner, Dom Neshi. Dom Man, it's funny that we met where well, she propositioned me in a casino. So I don't know what that means for the rest of our relationship, <laughs> but at least we started off making money. That's right. We started off um, in a place where everybody was sort of coming and hoping that they'll strike it big. And we sat there and we said, no, there's a better way. We've got to build a business that makes money and um, that's sustainable over the long term. So, um, so Dom, I've been away from podcasting now media for about two to three years man um yeah you've been back in cutting pasting chopping changing posting setting it all up you've been the maestro producing you know production work we've been doing that we've been building a business together um dom and i met in 2017 we met on a property transaction um and this was at a time where I was really looking at my own business, um, running a real estate advisory business, doing some great projects, met Dom on a transaction in Piedmont. And then we just, um, you know, we just kept in touch and we sat back in the end of, when was it, man? Was it was it late 2017? Mm, yep, because after that, we went and had some... We had some lunch and we found out that you don't like to drink anything because you're very disciplined. Was I off alcohol at that point? Yeah, maybe it was the start of that journey. Maybe, yeah. For those that haven't um, been in touch with me or, or heard from me since the last episode, I, I went off uh, alcohol for a while, but recently winding that back a little bit. But that's that's maybe another episode, right? For sure. So... Yeah, so 2016, last episode, doing a lot of media. 2017, Dom and I met. End of 2017, uh, we sat down and we thought, you know, there's a huge opportunity to build a really, really good business Mm. uh, around real estate. Uh, We met at the casino. We had lunch. We decided to start working together. I stepped back a little bit from media because I wanted to sort of concentrate on the big picture. Um, And what did we build, man? What did, where did we start and where are we now? Well, let me just say something before we jump into that. Sorry to hijack it, but you were super disciplined about the way that you went about doing this stuff because we did work together for a year. Mm-hmm. You decided, listen, selling property is fantastic. Creating value, uh, value for clients is great, but there is a better, easier way to do this. There's all this amazing technology out there. You went on a massive spiritual journey over to the United States to see what they're doing. and Pilgrimage. Uh, the pilgrimage, and you came back all digitized and basically brainwashed me and said, hey, man. <laughs> Twisted your arm. Yeah, let's do some technology in property. And then, um, man, that's, that's, that's where it all really kicked off. We started bashing our heads together to figure out how can we make this industry better. And since then, um, you know, when I say we've been busy and, and the reason for stepping back from doing media and content is uh, we basically started a business called Creeps. Um, we've been running that now for just over a year. Uh, the concept has been really a formation of, of what Dom and I have been working on over the past 10 years, our whole career. We sort of brought together our combined knowledge um and and one of the reasons why i wanted to pick up the podcast again is because where i stopped off was talking about all the important things in business 
And then I stopped and went and did them. And I think that's very important, right? It's all very well to talk about that stuff, but you and I have been able to put in the hard yards and build this business up and, and walk the talk. And I think now is a, now's a good time to pick that up again and document and share with people out there that, you know, um, might feel that they're not getting the level of growth that they want. Um, I was talking to one of my really, really good mates a couple of days ago and he was really frustrated and he was, you know, he's the kind of guy that is working on his own. And I said, look, man, you're working on your own. It's very, very difficult. And so maybe if you can talk a little bit about, you know, when we met, you were sort of working and launching your own business and how that's been different and what you've sort of learned and um, how you think anybody listening to this podcast that is either an old subscriber or a new subscriber can go from a solo operator or a solopreneur to building a bigger business? Well, can I just say, anyone that goes out there and does it by themselves, so you've got to be commended because, one, it takes a lot of courage and discipline. The other thing I've got to say is, man, it's hard. I spent a year doing it by myself, and you quickly realize how you're very good at some things as an operator, like you might be excellent at marketing or sales or operationally very sound, but then you wholly realize that in the previous job that you had, you had a team that helped you be better at you. Yeah. You know, I had a team of people around me that supported me, that allowed me to be my most self. And the, what, what I mean by that is I really was able to play to my strengths. But as soon as I went out there and went by myself, I got to spend 20%, maybe 15% of the day doing the stuff that I really loved and enjoyed doing and I had to spend all this other time doing mm. bullshit that you never think you had to go and do. You have to do everything yourself. Everything. And it's all this stuff that you don't <laughs> even pay, know that it, like just stuff, so much extra stuff. But what's, what we came really, really clear is when we started working together, it was like, let's go. Let's go. The sum of us two was much greater than us working as individuals. One plus one is three, man. 100%. And um, we built a business called Cribs. Uh, Cribs is a platform that helps buyers that are looking at buying real estate find excellent deals and excellent brand-new property investments. And at the same time, we saw an opportunity to help the big developers who were going through a period of time where the market wasn't easy anymore um, technology is changing. They were all just sort of trying to find their feet. Um, technologies hit them. The markets hit them. Buyers are overwhelmed. The Royal Commission hit, so the banking and the lending landscape changed. And we saw a great opportunity to help bridge that gap. Um, little bit from your perspective about what we've managed to achieve and the problem we're solving and the business lessons, I guess, in this episode. I want to talk a little bit about what we've learned um, in this journey and maybe continue that between now and the end of the year to share a lot of the stuff that we've personally learned and we're continuing to learn every day. So um, we came together because you're working on the other side, right? You're, you're working at a big developer and you knew um, this sort of gap in the market from a developer's perspective. Yeah, I knew their pains very intimately. I could see the writing was on the wall, the market was coming back, foreign buyers were stepping back. 
Stamp duty went up by double. Heaps, right? How much did that go up by? It went, it went from what? Four three? to eight. Far out. Something like that. Plus a surcharge. Plus a surcharge. Plus local banks weren't funding foreign buyers. Then all this energy came out of the market. And then there was the um, Royal Commission. And then there was the um, Labor versus Liberals were punching on. And there was mm. no clear government stability. Um, then there was fear that interest rate might have gone up for a bit of time. And then they said, we're going to come down. So it was really, really hard. There was lots, there was basically nothing happening in the property market, but you and I came together, started quickly figuring out that there is a lot, there was still a lot of opportunity in the market. Developers were, we felt complacent. There were some that were really working hard and trying to do things differently. Mm. Shout out to the old company that I worked at, um, Third Eye, because they were really punching above their weight. Um, but Many, many, many were just used to kind of putting a signboard at the front or realestate.com and domain leads were coming in and agents were just complacent and um, were just deal takers or, you know. They sucked. They were not good. And and uh, I know shots across the bow. I don't think that it's gotten much better. A lot of people have left the industry. Heaps of people are complacent. Um, mate, today we did a little thing where we called, you know, it was eight different developers mm. and no one picked up their phone. Three yeah. of them were disconnected. The and they most weren't- basic thing you can do is answer your phone. And, you know, even today, 2019 going into 2020, we've worked a lot on technology. We've built some amazing things. We went to London, which we'll talk about later, uh, and learned a lot there. We've got VC funding. But it's amazing how... Uh, guys and girls, if you're out there building a business or you're working in business or you aspire to build a business or wherever you are, doing the basics is really, really important. Pick Do, up your phone. Pick up your phone. Answer your emails. <laughs> um, follow up conversations. Nurture your relationships. Really, really important things that today, you know, through this whole journey, we sit here and, and we're surprised at how, how many people don't do the basics. We spent four months in London we emailed and contacted close to a thousand different agents. Mm-hmm. The response rate over there in the UK crazy. It was like ten percent. So we learned a lot of things. Um, you know, we stopped podcast. I stopped the podcast. Sat back, worked on technology. Me and Dom started doing deals together. We formed cribs. We hit the ground running, really trying to help solve immediate pain points. Towards the end of 2018, we pitched PyLabs, which was a UK VC fund, uh, the largest property technology fund in Europe. We spoke to them um, over a few weeks. They ended up making us an investment offer to invest in our business. We sat down and we said, look, um, you know, we, we thought about it very hard and we said that this is in line with our strategy and this is a great opportunity for us. We picked up, we went to London and that was a fantastic experience because we landed there in February 2019 um, and we learned a lot of things, man. I, I personally learned a lot um, myself um, because I had to take my way my, – I had to take myself out of my comfort zone mm. and I know you did too mm. um, and we didn't need to. No, no way. Right? What for? But we, we, it was hard. Well, we chose to. Yeah, but it was the best thing ever. Why? Well – Firstly, you did it a lot more sensibly than I did because I went over there and got like a lease and all this really, I thought, that's it, we're moving to London. And I went, <laughs> you know, balls to the wall, excuse the French. But I, it was really hard because you, you, you work really hard to create a bubble around you, the bubble being your family, your friends, your local store, your gym, your, 
all your little conveniences make your life what it is. And um, at our age and our professional experience, you kind of you've established a life that you're happy and very comfortable. And when you go over there, you've got nothing. You've got no friends. You've got no relationships. You've got no business networks. No one knows who you are, what you've done. You're just another person off the street. And then you're sitting in a room um, every single week. We we met 60 or 70 different venture capital funds, directors, top flight executives that were told to come in and basically grill us and tell us why our ideas sucked. Yeah, like... You know, we're, we're guys that have business experience. We're guys that have invested and, you know, done a lot of stuff ourselves. And we put ourselves in an environment where people were coming in, professional investors were coming in every day to tell us why we sucked and we chose that. Yeah, right? and then the weather sucked. The weather sucked. And, and the food sucked. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, the food was actually okay. Yeah, the was shout nice. out to all the people in London, central London. You have some great eats. Um, Leather Lane, I remember you forever. Leather Lane, Bamboo Lounge. Oh, yeah. That's another episode. That's another episode. I'm building, I'm slowly building up the catalogue for future episodes. There's some stories in there. Um, we built a business, we pitched investors, we learnt a lot about ourselves um, and, you know, we came back and, and I think one of the things I'm really proud of um, that we have did is we never stopped selling, we never stopped commercialising mm. um, and I think that's been very important for us because it's helped us validate it's helped us get a real sense of, and we've, I think we've been really grounded grounded in our market reality. We've been very commercial in that we aren't naive and we're mature enough to take rejection and we're mature enough to listen to the market and hear what the market wants. So to all of you, just so you, you know, Cribs has not been a clear-cut, straight-line, perfect business from day one. Peter and I have gone through 10 different iterations. It's because you're such a young business, you do need to change, iterate, grow, evolve, and do what needs to be done to keep the lights on. But the thing that we have done is we hypothesize a business um, scenario, what we think it's going to work. We go out there and we start selling it and trying to find the product market fit, the business case. People tell us no, some people say yes, but we've sold everything that we've created, made Mm. money of all the different business ideas and ventures. The one thing that we have that's been true, our true, true north is we're trying to make the the buying and selling of property easier through technology, communication, media, um, and education. So it's really that buying and selling of property that's been our true north. How we've done it's changed because you went chatbots, automation, Media. Well, we've tried so many tactics in tactics. order to achieve our strategy. Our strategy hasn't changed. That's right. But the tactics we've used to achieve that strategy, we've changed and will continue to change. And another reason why I wanted to start the podcast again was that I remember when, when you and I started, we went to Singapore and you pulled out your phone and you started documenting. Ah, uh, yeah. And I'm like, man, what are you doing? It's four in the morning. I look like crap. We just got off a plane. You're like, nah, man, I want to record this to document. And I think um, it's cool to document what we've learned. And I think we want to look back and listen to this episode in three or four years' time when we're at a different level and to be mature enough, um, despite our experience, to look back and see where we were today and where we, where we will go into the future, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been a massive believer in documenting because we can add value to ourselves. I keep a diary and a ledger every single day I write. And it's really, really nice and healthy to go back and see what was I thinking? What was I doing? Keeping all the videos and movies of what you're doing and it, it brings to light all your, um, you know, insecurities, mm. the things that you, you hated and were scared of. And it's good to see the progress as well. It motivates you. That's awesome. All right. So I'm going to share with you um, a couple of things that I've learned uh, since since I stopped the podcast. Um, and, and I want you to share a couple of things. And, and guys, Dom and I haven't rehearsed this. I literally pulled him out from the office a couple of um, minutes ago and I said, hey, man, I'm starting the podcast. Jump in. Let's do it. We've got a nice studio here in our new office. And if you haven't already heard the Cribs podcast or the excellent content that Dom pulls out, I implore you to um, subscribe to the Cribs podcast, C-R-I-B-Z. It's going to be um, linked in the show notes. Add Dom and I on LinkedIn. Follow the story. Follow the journey. But uh, one of the things that I really learned was that um, to admit what I don't know, um, I think like to, to really be honest with yourself, mm. um, it's very liberating and I've really learned a lot and I've grown a lot and to be able to show your vulnerabilities I think is very, very important because often in business you don't want to sound dumb, you don't want to look stupid. Um, and so what that does is you become really, really defensive but I've learned to take advice. Um, I've learned to um, really open up and learn from people that are smarter than me and um, that's been very, very empowering for me. That's 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 helped me grow and it's helped me mature and i think that reflects in the way that you and i do business right yeah so there's two things that i one thing that i've learned and one thing that i find really really important the thing that i've learned is so peter and i both have pretty strong personalities i'd say we're both kind of type a you know for want of a better word there's a lot of those alpha kids out there running and trying to do stuff you got to have a bit of that to go and start a business but you and i butt heads mm. often yeah and but it's always with the best of intentions and we're both happy to admit when the other person is right absolutely you're like we will keep on grinding on a topic or or idea or, or something and it's never it's it's always to get to what the solution or what the meaty or juicy bit is and either one of us will be like ah oh, actually yeah that's right and i think that happens not because one person talks more than the other but cuz the other, we're both listening mm, that's super important man that's that's amazing like just being able to bounce things off being able to talk being able um to hear that I'm wrong is the best thing ever. Likewise. I love it. And mm. it takes maturity and it takes um you know, it takes a certain it takes a certain amount of discipline. But once if you're listening to this podcast and you know, you're on your own or you have a really, really good job and, and you don't you, you often um, are defensive when people give you feedback. I think for us it's been excellent and, and it will continue to be so. Um, what else? What else um do you think well, now you the, have learned? Yeah. So there's two things now. The other thing is uh, patience because so much of what we do is work, 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 you know, um, effort, 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 and you don't see the results of those efforts for ages. Yeah. And you feel like you're putting out tenders and talking to clients and these creating networks and doing all of these different things and you're working really hard. 
and you don't see the results for a while, but you then start feeling like it's going to come and you just got to remember to be patient and, and just trust in the process and enjoy it, right? Like we, we genuinely enjoy it. And Tell me about the last part, enjoying it. Because ah. we've had a lot of bad days and there's been a lot of stress and um, but we always find time to crack a laugh and um, enjoy the process, right? And you said something the other day about, we've both said it in different ways, but Dom came back from London. He was recently there. Um, his um, his partner was there with her nephews and nieces. Oh, yeah. The thing about the museum. Tell yeah, us about that's the right. museum thing. That's cool. So I was with um, Charlotte, my partner, and we, we were hanging out with her family, and they've got two little um, nephews. Shout out to the boys. Um, and it was really interesting because when you hang out with kids, you quickly realize that it's not about the destination. So that day we're, we're hanging out, we're going to the museum, but on the way to the museum, we had to get to the train. And when we get to the train, we're getting excited because Thomas, the tank engine's here. When you're on the train, you're excited because now we're driving past all these different animals and sheep and things. And then when you get off the train, it's exciting because we're going to get water bottles. Mm. And when you get the water bottles, it's exciting because we're going to be walking down the road. So it wasn't about getting to the museum. It was every single little thing we did on the way to the museum was the journey. The process, right? Yeah, the process. It was Enjoy a fun. the process. And, and, you know, we've had we've talked a little bit about the, the hard stuff. We've had some successes, and the successes are amazing, but the successes are not the be-all and end-all. No. And, and, you know, when you set yourself a goal and you get there and you're like, and you get there and you're like, well, okay, I'm going to set myself a higher goal. So if you don't enjoy the process and if you don't enjoy the day-to-day, don't do, it, don't do it, yeah, don't do it and um, don't think that that, that that target that's one thing i've learned you know I, I love what we're doing and i love everything day to day and we have a target and an aspiration and we're really really strategic guys but you know we, we know where we want to go but we love the journey to get there um let me add one more thing sorry go for it the other thing that i wanted to say in this is something i tell my sister and i i've learned and seen from people around us and you're excellent at this and I'm, I'm going to swear. I'm sorry. Go for it, man. This is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. If you, sp- if you swear, I have to put up a, um explicit thing on the podcast. So to. can you... Oh, okay. Paraphrase it until we get this pro- uh, podcast just, process just down pat. When you're working, just ship it. I was going to put an expletive. F. Yeah. Just ship it. Just do it. Good enough is sometimes good enough. Just get it done. Don't... Like my, my little sister's doing some work now and she, she spent a, a, two weeks creating a video. I'm like, mm. too long. Mm. Two weeks is too long. You're working on this project. Just get it out. Do it. Be embarrassed of that first one. Mm. Get the podcasting going. Ship the video. Get the, get the piece of art out there. Get used to completing work, getting it out there, getting people's criticisms, feeling embarrassed, reviewing your work, getting better, iterating, and just ship it. Like you just... Get something like, hey, Dom, let's go do a video. I'm like, nah. And you're like, let's go do a video. I'm like, okay. Mm. And then we go shoot it, ship I'll it. I'll tell you why, right? So I haven't done a podcast in three years, but if you go back in this podcast and go back a couple of episodes and look at the stuff I was publishing, and so when I, when I, I had a choice to clear the deck or to start from where I left off, and I said, no, I'm starting where I left off because I, I can't even listen to the stuff I was publishing three years ago, but I'm proud of it. 
You I'm, did it. I'm proud of it because I can look and say, hey, look where I was. And I'm, we're doing this episode today because in three years' time, I want to point back and say, I'm proud of it. We did it. So we're not just talking it, right? No, do it. Yeah. Ship it. Go jump on, um, you know, jump on YouTube, jump on LinkedIn and have a look at the video. And well, the stuff Don was doing three years ago was fantastic. Yeah, all right. Don't, <laughs> don't look at that. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's good. Yeah, all right. So, guys, look, um, it's great to be back. Uh, one of the things, um, one of the last things I want to talk about is um, is how we can help you guys out at the moment. Uh, we are property guys. We really uh, have been focused on helping solving big problems in real estate, particularly brand new real estate. We've built some amazing technology. We're helping some of the biggest developers in the world. We're really, really proud um, of the space we're in at the moment. But we're not out of touch, right? Mm-mm. I'm happy for anybody to reach out and contact me and not just today but into the future if you need help with your property stuff, if um, you know you want to get into the market and you're confused and you don't know where to go, I'm happy for you to reach out to me and ask any questions that you have and I'm sure Dom is too, right? Yeah, but, we're, but we got in this because we love property, mm. literally. 100% man, I love the thrill of buying a property um, I was a stock market guy, as you know, and so were you. I mean, you got lured into a stock market role and, and, mm. and so did I. And um, the thrill of buying property and and the impact that property has on people people's lives, um, the ability to transform generations and to help parents provide for their children and as children to grow up and have financial security and everything else. Sure, you can get that in a stock or a fund or whatever, but it's just a lot easier with real estate. Man, we talk about property all day, every day, even when we're not working. It's not work. And I'm not saying this is a sales pitch, but this isn't work. No, not at all. I love it. You love it. We're we're hunting for a deal for my (laughs) girlfriend now, and I'm talking to you, and you're like, man, I love this. I I miss miss it. Yeah. I miss it. I miss the contracts. I miss seeing, shopping for deals. and Exactly. Like, where's the hot opportunity? Like, the research, the the finding it. It's like you're looking for buried treasure. It's the best. Okay, let me hit you up, and let me put you on the spot. And again, we haven't rehearsed this, right? Um, I'll ask you a couple of questions and you give me you give me a one word answer. Alright. Shoot. Alright. Good time to be buying property. Yes. Uh price point. Which price point up to what dollar amount do you think is the most attractive? Okay, that can't be one word. Yeah, I was gonna say one number. word, man. <laughs> give me a number. A number to for price point to buy? Yeah. Um a I'm gonna range, say I'm gonna say range. yeah I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say like six hundred to eight hundred, and let me just add a little thing to that. I think it's a great part of the market to buy just for context of listeners, yeah. Because there's just the most amount of movement in that part. It's the highest amount of affordability. You're never gonna have issues renting, you know, properties that are worth six to eight hundred thousand out. You get That's a lot right. of good deals. That's right. There's it's not hard. Yeah, there's most of the liquid part of the market. You don't have to be too smart, and it's not it's not too hard. Favorite city, Sydney. City investing in Sydney. at the moment. Sydney. Big buyers for both Sydney guys. Suburb. I, I can't <laughs> Can I say that. No, because I don't want you all to go to that market. I know what you're going to say. All right. All no, right. You know, no, I'll give you another suburb. He's going to say Westmead. <laughs> yeah, I am. No, because there's a few suburbs, but I, I love Westmead. I do. All right, Western Sydney. Right. Let's just say West. Let's just say West. Follow the Parramatta River. Yeah. 
All right. Um, interest rates up or down? Down. For a long time or for a short time? Hmm. That's 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 a you question. I don't know. I reckon for a long time, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, okay, let's digress a little bit. So I remember in 2009 when Christine and I bought our first place. Um, you know, I was, it was just after the GFC and good time. It was good in hindsight. It was good. It was bloody scary though because I remember um, I was working at Morningstar and we were engaged and we were getting married and there was like a million expensive things to pay for and and we're like, you know, let's buy a property. Um, so I remember my boss uh, and he's like, oh, you know, once the first home buyer's grant goes out, it was 14 grand. Um, once the first home buyer's goes down and interest rates start going up, all these first home buyers are going to get wiped out. I was in the same. I bought the that? same time. Yeah. yeah, I rushed to go and get because it was uh, was it the it was going out. The first home buyers grant was going out for second hand property or yeah. something. Yeah, it was fourteen thousand bucks, but it was for a small amount of time. There was a massive rush of people going into the market to buy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and then eight years later, so if you remember 2016, 2017, rates were low and mm. then everyone was like, oh, once these interest-only loans mature, watch what's going to happen because everybody's going to get wiped out. Remember that? Yeah. And you know what happened, guys? Interest-only loans have matured. A lot of people have rolled over into interest and principal. For those that don't know the context, when you borrow money, you can either pay just the interest or you can pay interest and the loan down. Long story short, many people in Australia were incentivized to just borrow interest. Uh, you know, everybody in the news was like, oh, this is a tsunami. Everyone's going to get wiped out. You know what happened? Interest rates fell. Okay, and they came down from 4 5% to today 3 4%, which means... The, the principle that you're paying is offset by lower interest. Everything's okay. People to continue to live. Life goes on. Mm. So for as long as I can remember, everyone's saying, oh, you know, just wait till once rates go up, everyone's screwed. Yeah, well, they haven't. They've gone down. And you can borrow, you know, um, in Germany and in Europe uh, and in Japan, rates are negative. So yeah. crazy, crazy times. Take advantage of it. Um, last question. favorite restaurant in london because the next episode is going to be about our experience in london mm. favorite restaurant in london i'm giving this way too much thought look i'm just going to say the first thing that came to my head um you know, in Leather Lane, there was this little, these Arab blokes, I think it was Iraqi. Yeah, where they the had, Kurdish guys. Yeah, the Kurdish guys. They had some really delicious, like, uh, skewers. That. that was good. So, 